Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners. Created by pet professionals for pet professionals. And now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up, everyone? Joe Zuccarello here, and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragonpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Zuccarello, your host of the Hey Joe podcast, and uh, like we do oftentimes, uh, you know, we could talk to one guest for days and days and days because the guests that we have on the Hey Joe podcast are so uh, uh, experts in their field, and sometimes though we have to break these things up and these topics, and we have yet another repeat uh, or returning guest to the Hey Joe podcast today, and that's John Stockman. John leads a team over at Wagon Tails Mobile uh, Grooming. Uh, units and uh, John, uh, thank you for being part of the Hey Joe podcast again today. Hey Joe, good to be here. Now, John and I have a really exciting uh, uh, part of the topic with you. And you know, as, as as we've talked before, John, you and I, we've talked about a variety of different things like career paths or groomers and all of the choices that they have. But if if the Hey Joe listener audience out there has not heard from you yet, tell us a little bit about John and tell us a little bit about Wagon Tails. Well, um, I've been with Wagon Tails just a brief amount of time, only about 14 years. Wagon Tails has been around close to 50. Uh, we started out as a as a salon grooming company with four or five salons, and then uh, we started uh, mobile, and um, we, we had a mobile grooming operation that grew to a fleet of 22 vans. And then uh, since about 96, we've been doing exclusively um, building and selling uh, the world's best grooming van conversions for groomers and um, you know we've been doing that since uh, well I guess it's coming up on 24 24 years but um, we we not only build the vans we're become our clients best business partner we teach them how to launch operate and grow the business and our success is basically due to our client success because uh, you know they they go out armed with uh, all the knowledge that uh, we've amassed in the last 50 years and we're always here to consult whenever they need help. So, uh, yeah, it's a it, it's more than just a, a grooming van conversion. It's a, a conversion company. It's it's more like a franchise, except we don't stick our hand in your pocket every month. We uh, we provide you all the support you need to be successful. That's pretty much what uh, Wagon Tails is all about. Well, and that's and that's what makes uh, your uh, uh, your business so. Uh, uh, encouraging and your business so attractive, I think, to the to the clients that have purchased your units before and to those that will purchase uh, them in the future. And certainly to me, uh, as a pet professional in the business for so long, uh, you know, you're not in it to just sell a van or a mobile unit. You're in it to make sure uh, that that you essentially step in side by side and you want to see a successful business, not just a successful purchase of a van. So, um, you know, this, this industry really thrives on relationships and, and it's good uh, that you are looking to uh, these new mobile operators as heroes for their customers. Because I will tell you, I am a benefactor of mobile grooming. I work uh, a very busy schedule and uh, that is my choice for a grooming service. Now, uh, it, it's not taking away from any grooming salons out there. It's just, it's, it's my imposition. It's my schedule that demands 
the the solution of a mobile van. So you know that's it's trying to kind of kind of lead us into what we're talking about today, which is you know these career paths for groomers. There's lots of choices. You can work in a salon. You can now there's there's in home grooming. Uh, I see groomers strapping folding tables on their back like big backpacks and Sherpa, you know, almost like <laughs> groomer Sherpas, you know, uh, going from home to home, especially in like urban communities and such. And and uh, but then of course one of the options is mobile. And uh, that's pulling up with, you know, a beautiful rig in the driveway or out front and, and grooming your pet in the mobile. And if you have not listened, uh, to, this goes directly out to you guys, the Hey Joe listener audience out there. If you have not listened to the previous episodes with John Stockman and I, uh, please do. Uh, again, the, the previous episodes really do focus on, on operating your mobile unit and marketing your mobile business. So uh, go back and take a look at those. So today's episode is going to be split into three parts. One of those is the big thought, right? So can can I do this, right? Is this something I'm even, you know, this, this, this thoughts in my brain, what should I do with that thought? The big step, like the research part of it. And then of course, the big decision, okay, what do I do next? So as far as the thought, uh, John, what's the mentality? I mean, you know, here's some questions that I threw down, you know, in, in, in show prep, just to kind of think, you know, some of these thoughts are going through their head. Can I be my own boss? Am I disciplined enough? What other kind of things kind of go into just that, just that early thought process of becoming mobile, a mobile business or not? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, with, with our, our family has grown to, well, we're approaching 3,600 now um, clients out there. And, and really the, the thought process is, uh, you know, are you, are you ready to uh, basically control your own, your own life. Um, you, when you decide that you're going to go mobile, uh, there's some considerations you, you need to take. First of all, um, if you need that heavy socialization throughout the day, constantly, um, mobile grooming is not for you. Um, if you want to, um, if you, if you want to have that day to day to day to day interaction the whole time, you know, you, you need to look elsewhere, but, um, if you are motivated and you like working for yourself and being on your own and having a, um, a different scenery and, um, you know, basically a different day every day, um, then, you know, you want, might want to take a look at mobile grooming. You, you basically get your life back. You are the one that determine the days you groom, the hours you groom. You know, it's not like where you're in a salon setting where people expect you to be there at 7 a.m. and, and still be there at, at 6 p.m. Uh, you you set up your own day, and if you don't want to work on Tuesday afternoons because you want to get together with, uh, you know, some of your friends and do things, just don't book anybody then. Nobody knows when you're working, you're not working, uh, so you you really have total control. And I and I I get calls from groomers all the time that you know I'm doing 12 dogs a day, and I said, well, that's your own fault. You know, nobody nobody's making you do that many, and you don't need to do that many to be profitable. Our business model calls for six dogs a day, uh, five days a week with uh, four weeks of vacation a year and, um, you know, gross revenue over a hundred K. So, um, you know, the, the decision you need to make is, um, you know, am I, am I motivated? Do I want to take control and can I deal without the constant socialization day in, day in and day out? You will, you'll, you'll, you'll socialize when you pick the pet up and when you give the pet back at the front door and you will become a valued member of the, uh, of the family of that pet simply because you're, you're doing such a great top job taking mm -hmm. care of, uh, taking care of a little fluffy or Fido. So, um, that's kind of the primary, um, thought process that, that goes, goes into it. 
So, and, and so you started to also kind of touch on a little bit. So that's your thought process, but now we get into, okay, now I'm going to start doing some research, right? So I'm going to start mm-hmm, right. the very first big step. Okay. You know what? Some of those things might be appealing to me. And, and to your point, and this is what I love about you and I love about wagon tails is you're cutting everybody a little bit of slack for themselves or saying, listen, it might not be right for you, but if, if in your life there's an obstacle and you want to get past it, right? You, you need somebody to kind of step in and, and walk side by side with you and, and, and kind of be your guide and help show you a plan uh, of how you might be able to, to reach the success that you're looking for. And so part of that is doing your research, right? So looking at all of your options, um, you know, does, does that match your income, uh, your, your income goals? And again, you're weighing those against a variety of different things, but now you're into more kind of research and development and a big, the big, uh, the big decision we're going to talk about next. And which is the, the main part of our podcast, which is, uh, can you afford it? And how do you afford it? Right. But during that research and development, if you were going to key in on a couple of things that you could, you could just give a, a couple of nuggets of gold, uh, to people as they're looking at, uh, the research uh, of going mobile, what are some of the areas you'd, you'd say, listen, key on on these things and make your big decisions on those? Yeah, well, um, the first thing you want to do is you is you want to kind of get a feel for um, the market that you're in. Um, now, the, the market for mobile grooming is very broad. Um, and, you know, there are there are pockets um, and, and neighborhoods that you kind of want to look around and see um, you know, what, where, where your clientele is going to come from and getting clientele is crazy. The sounds is the easiest part. The biggest, the, I spent a lot of time teaching our clients how to say no, but there's, there's plenty of clientele out there. You, you, you're, you charge a premium price. So you, you, you get a premium clientele because of that. But, you know, you want to kind of look around you. Do, are there, are there lawn services? um that are successful do you see them all over the neighborhoods what about pool cleaners um you know these people that your your clients are are not um you know they're they're busy you know the kids have activities they both work so you know they're they're they want to take care of the pet it's just time that they don't have and you're giving them a great gift you're giving them the gift of time and you're taking care of fluffy in the in the process so that's you know something that you want to look at now even um you know if you're rural then you can look at some towns around you where you can just do a hub and spoke and go out and work in one town all day and come back but we teach you all the routing and scheduling and that kind of thing so that's a that's one of the one of the things that you want to look at and we can help you with that uh, you can call us on the phone and we can take a look at your area and we give you an idea we can tell you what average pricing's like in that area there's plenty of research in that um, so, so that's one thing you want to, you want to look at. The other thing you want to look at is, you know, which, which vehicle is going to be right for me? Do I need a, 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 the great big one with the bathroom? Do I want something smaller, more maneuverable, more fuel efficient? So there's, there's a bunch of things you want to, you want to, you know, kind of consider. And of course we can help you with that. You know, we can ask just a few questions and kind of try to point you in the way that, you know, we think is the best fit. Um, beyond that, um, you know, the, the market is there. It's everywhere. It's, there's so much untapped potential. It's, it's just silly. There's, there's, you know, um, it's not unusual for a, a van to be fully booked in, you know, three months, six months and profitable the very first month because it's just so low, such low overhead. Right. 
So as they're as they're navigating through all of that, let's then talk about they've they've done their they've done some due diligence. Uh, some those some of those are great tips, uh, you know, to help identify and, and and also not only identify on their own, but then how do they find those uh, sources or those resources that that uh, vault of information, if you would, by by reaching out to you guys. Uh, so let's now get them to let's now get uh, 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 to the real meat and potatoes of this particular episode, which is can I afford it or how can I afford it, right? And so now we're going to kind of start talking about, you know, I guess one way somebody could pay cash, right? You guys would never turn down cash, I bet. So if you've got a stockpile of cash and you want to order a mobile mobile unit, okay. <laughs> but, you know, most people like us, right, we're going to borrow money. And, uh, but uh, I, some of us have borrowed money before, some of us have not borrowed money before. So maybe let's go into a little bit of just, uh, you know, basic lending criteria as it's based on your experience, John. Uh, you know, there are, there are three main criteria for evaluating uh, what, what uh, you would at, at, in our show prep called credit worthiness. So let's dive into the first one. Your first one you point out is credit score. So give us, give us your take on credit score. Sure. Um, the, the, I think everybody's familiar with credit score and, and um, you know, that's one of the factors that the bank looks at. Now, um, regardless of whether it's Ford Motor Credit or your local banker down the street, um, the, the FICO scores um, from the three main um, sources, TransUnion, Experian, and uh, Equifax, um, those, those three scores are, are basically a measure of your overall credit worthiness. They, you know, they take into account um, the, the credit history, you know, did you make payments on time, that kind of thing. Um, so what the what the lenders want to see is you know um, a good credit score, but that's not the only thing that they look at. Um, there's been a lot of TV commercials and things where um, you know they they they've kind of led to a, a misconception that the the banks only look at the score and that's it. If you've got a you know a 780, you can get a loan no matter you know just blickety split like that. But they they go beyond that. But the credit score, um, you know, somewhere in the 650 and up, they're seen as good credit scores. They range, um, the scores actually range from 300 up to 850. And, um, you know, a 650 uh, up uh, to 699 is moderate, and then 700 above is, is what they would consider good to excellent. So that's something they look at, but it's not the only thing they look at. Right. So now we get into the other factors. And again, you know, we would all unless we do our homework and unless we've been down this road before, we don't know any better. So this is probably serving a lot of our Hey Joe listener audience out there because you're right. We see these, you know, uh, get your credit score free dot coms and the, you know, all of these other, uh, which is great maybe to make sure that you're maybe haven't been a victim of, of maybe identity theft and such, but um, it doesn't necessarily to your point, doesn't necessarily mean that because you have that high score that you're going to get your loan, right. Or that you're going to have credit worthiness. So the second factor uh, is um, uh, debt to income ratio. So, um, uh, and this is a this is a pretty this is a this is a beefy one, right? So this has got a, quite a bit to, to cover. So, in debt sure. to income ratio, what level of importance have you have you found that your that lenders that you know uh, put on this particular uh, element? Yeah, it's 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 a real important factor. Basically, what debt to income ratio looks at is can can this person afford to pay me back? They take uh, everything that goes out every month um, to satisfy debt, and that would be credit cards, auto loans, mortgages, or rent payments, and then um, they add a 
average van payment to that, and then they divide that by gross income. And um, a couple of uh, things real quick. Credit cards, if you pay them well, don't hurt. They don't really necessarily help, but if they're paid well, they aren't going to hurt you. If they're not paid well, they, they, they really can. So make your payments. The other thing um, that, they, um, that they're going to do is they're going to look at your gross income, and gross income is the top line of the paycheck, if you will. It's before anything is deducted for insurance, taxes, anything like that. So when they look at the uh, gross income, it's going to be everything that you get, tips, uh, everything that comes into the into the into the uh, um, into your pocket, without anything being deducted. So when they look at that with um, you know what goes out every month for debt, they do that calculation and they want to see it below 50%. But you know sometimes it could be a little higher, a little lower, depending on other factors. But you know they want to see something around 50%. So um, if your gross income is six hundred, uh, say six thousand a month, and your debt going out is two thousand a month, then you're in good shape. It's only a third, thirty-three uh, percent. So they look at that as an indication that you can afford the loan. Now, you know those numbers are just numbers I just pulled out of midair. You don't have to have six thousand a month. You can have less than that. Um, but but they want to see that you have, um, you know, the ability to pay the loan back. And that is based on where you are at that moment. It's a, it's like taking a picture. It's a snapshot. So John, so if that's a snapshot and somebody is obviously not a mobile groomer yet, because the business model of mobile <laughs> grooming is different than, than static or, or in salon grooming or even private in-home grooming, uh, the, the lender will, will understand it. We're going to kind of talk a little bit in a little while about how you go to bat for uh, your clients uh, in, 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 in helping them, helping lenders to understand this business a little bit more. But one, one thing I wanted to point out, when you said it's a snapshot of where they are right now, um, there's something really big to be said for verifiable income. And what I mean by that is, you know, there, there are, I, I think it's becoming fewer and fewer. But I know, I've been in the industry long enough, I know that there's a lot of opportunities out there to uh, groom for cash. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. cash is paid and it goes into somebody's pocket and it's not reported. Right. That can hurt you when you go to look for verifiable <laughs> income. Right. I mean, it's not what you yeah. say you made. It's what you can prove you made. Yeah. It, it um, a couple things about that. Put it in the bank. Just do it. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it's just the right way to go. Um, having said that, um, the bulk of our lenders, with the, a couple of exceptions, um, you know, don't require bank statements or um, tax returns. Uh, most of them just are application only. And um, they understand that there is quite a bit of cash involved in this business. So, um, you know, when we put in the um, when we when we tell what the gross income is, we include cash and tips in that. But to put it in the bank. I mean, it's just not worth um, messing with because that can come back and haunt you later in a couple ways. Um, you know, you may look for uh, to expand your business and need another loan um, on another vehicle because there's so much business out there. You're tired of turning it away. You know, then then somebody might say, well, you know, show me the bank statements. Um, the other thing is, um, you know, it's just uh, it's it's the right thing to do as far as. Um, you know, some government agencies don't look on that so kindly. But um, like I said, it's a snapshot. And, um, you know, they won't take into account 
how much money you're going to make. They look at it as it is right there today. So um, as much as we would like to say, well, the potential income for this is X, Y, Z, and we know it is, um, you know, the banks look at their uh, look at their lending criteria and don't take that into account. But, you know, we're going to put a pretty good presentation together to get you in front of the lender. So uh, we'll get to that here in a little bit. Right. So, so obviously the only way to improve that to your point is, is either reduce your debt or increase your income or in, in a perfect sweep, do both. And again, you know, to yeah. the Hey Joe listener audience out there, we're talking to John Stockman with Wagon Tales and we're talking about uh, financing, actually getting to the point where uh, you are, are, are looking to, to make a purchase and, and, and how do you, how, how can you uh, uh, make it affordable and how can you afford to do that? And uh, we're touching on a couple of these uh, factors and basic lending criteria. And I guess, uh, you know, to talk on, to just let you know, a little bit of a disclaimer, probably should have said this ahead of time, neither one of us, so I don't know, John, maybe you're an accountant, but I'm not, um, nor, nor, am <laughs> nope. I, nor am I a, a loan officer in a lending institution, right? So things, you know, obviously, you know, I always say turn, turn to those for the, or turn to the pros for those, right? So, uh, yeah. but this is based on our experience. We're carrying some experience to, to, to you, the listener audience, so that you have a little bit of ammunition. Uh, and a little bit more maybe than what you had before you started listening. Um, but I know that one thing is true is that credit cards, to your point about credit cards is, you know, good payments on credit cards are great. Max out credit cards are not so great. Uh, no. But but if you do pay your credit card off, uh, many, many lenders will, uh, and, and, and financial advisors will tell you, don't close the account. That can actually hurt your credit score. Right, right. So, yeah, we, I see, and, and it's amazing sometimes I'll, I'll look at, I see credit applications or credit reports come in here. And I saw on the other day, they had 26 revolving debt credit cards. Oh my. <laughs> now, most of them didn't have any balance on them, but it's like, who in the world needs 26 credit cards? It was insane. And it, and I see them a lot of times with, you know, 10 or 15 of them too. Um, but the thing of it is, you know, just, uh, what we encourage you to do when you're operating a mobile grooming business is use a use a credit card for business, nothing but business. It makes accounting a lot easier and all that kind of thing. But yeah, you um you, you don't need 15 or 20 of them, but you also um you know don't carry high balances. If you're carrying a high balance and you're paying the minimum every month, that's uh you know that that's going to affect that credit score and it's going to you know, the lender's going to go hmm not too sure about that one because basically they're looking that you're, you know, you're meeting your monthly obligations and carrying, uh, carrying high credit cards, uh, high debt credit or uh, high limit credit cards is not, uh, is not looked on real favorably. But, well, and two, you know, uh, any activity kind of in clusters, right? So, so let's say you are, you are actively uh, in a loan uh, 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 consideration process, whether it's for a mobile van, a house or whatever, sit tight, don't get over anxious and go and then start saying, okay, I know I'm going to get my van. So I need to go out and buy this and buy this and buy that and buy that. Okay. Well, I don't have enough cash. I'm going to open up another credit card or, or a home equity. Loan. Right. Don't try right. to try to kind of go radio silent <laughs> for a while until you get one uh, uh, lending uh, situation uh, buttoned up. Would you agree? Right. Yeah, no, that's true. But you know, and just because you have, um, you know, you, you've got, uh, people, the lenders like to see debt. I mean, they like to see, you know, well-paid debt. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I get people that come here that have, you know, they've got no debt. Um, and that doesn't necessarily help. Um, I, I have people that apply for loans that, you know, they, they've got a credit score, but they're, you know, their, their credit score is super high, but their, their entire uh, debt portfolio is a credit card. 
you know, that's, that's, you know, we'll get into, you know, what the next step is about the high credit limit, but um, yeah, yeah well, let's, just, let's go there. Let's man, go and, manage your credit cards, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and let's jump right into the high credit limit. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the third thing they look at, and this is another, um, another major thing, a uh, major indicator of, of, you know, your credit viability is, you know, have you managed a large loan like this before? Um, and again, you know, if, if your entire um, debt portfolio is a couple credit cards, um, you know, there's no warm and fuzzy feeling on the lender that you can handle a loan for 60000 $70,000 or whatever it is you're asking for. They want to see, you know, have you managed a loan like this before? They like to see cars. You know, that's a, that's a big one. Um, some lenders like Ford Credit, they like to see mortgages, uh, business loans, you know, anything that's an installment debt rather than a revolving debt like a credit card. Mm-hmm. those are the those are the things they like to see so um you know have you have you had a fifty thousand dollar car that you're you know that you paid off or paid well um they like to see auto credit they like to see um in a lot of cases any kind of installment debt they they want to say yeah this uh this person has managed debt well they paid it well you know they don't have late payments um there's no collections going on um, there's no charge-offs, that kind of thing. So that that's that's really a, an important factor too. So FICO score, um, debt to income, and then this uh, this high credit. If you have you do you have experience handling a loan like this? Yeah, all all great points. Thank you for that. So let's jump into mm-hmm. now. You know the latter stages of this. Can I afford a thing? Now I'm going to go out and look for financing options, right? So yeah. Now let, know, let me before we move yeah, on, Joe. Let me sure. just go one final point here. Um, there's nothing in these these uh, these three things: your your score, your high credit limit, your debt to income ratio. You can get help with those. Um, cosigners are common, so in a lot of cases, it's a parent or a relative or a significant other. Um, you know, they, they co-signers are perfectly, um, perfectly legit and, um, you know, they can help you with that debt to income ratio, high credit limit, um, credit scores, those kind of things can be helped with a co-signer. Now, um, I do want to mention, <clears throat> we have a lot of times, um, we'll have a groomer come in and, um, she'll put a credit application in and, um, scores are great managed high credit before, you know, that looks good, but the debt debt to income ratio is all out of whack. Well, if they have a spouse, which most of the cases that that we see this is the case, um, what they will do is, you know, you've got both spouses on a mortgage, both spouses signed on cars, those kind of things. If you um, come in and apply for yourself, I want to do this on my own, they're going to look at just your gross income, but both y'all's debt. So they will say that you're, you know, if you just put your income in, then you're, um, they will look, they will calculate the debt to income ratio with um, the entire mortgage payment, the entire car payment, those kind of things. So a lot of times, you know, you'll need to get the spouse on there too, to get that debt to income ratio uh, squared away. So co-signers are common and, and uh, we will know once we see your credit report, whether you need a co-signer. I mean, we have a we have a pretty good understanding of exactly how we want to present this to the lender um, based on what we see on the credit report. We're pretty good at it. We've done it a, uh, about a, a zillion times. So uh, <laughs> we know, we know when we have a look at it that, uh, you know, we'll know 
we'll know what we need to do to make it look better and how to present it. Yeah. So moving on from that, then, yeah, you were uh, <laughs> sorry about that, but I just wanted no, to get that no, in. No, 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 I'm, I'm, no, I'm glad you stopped me because that's very important information because, you know, just because somebody might not look so perfect and shiny themselves, sometimes, you know, you get somebody else involved, which to your point is very common. Now it's a yeah. much more attractive scenario. So thanks for adding that. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, no problem. So now we're going to figure out, okay, well, where am I going to go get the, where am I going to go get the dough from, right? Where am I going to go get my money right. from? And, uh, exactly. you know, some people might say, well, listen, I've got a great relationship with my credit union, my bank, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Or uh, I know that uh, obviously Wagon Tails uh, offers, because you already have some uh, relationship with lenders, there's obviously, you know, maybe that's a fast track, a, a kind of a fast pass to the front of the line uh, because you understand it. But if somebody is really interested in finding out uh, or, or looking to get their own financing, and probably not impossible, but what, no. what, what do they need to be prepared for uh, if they're kind of going at it on their own? Right, right. Well, um, and, and, you know, we, we've got relationships with several lenders. I mean, Ford Motor Credit, Chrysler Financials, you know, the, the car companies, lenders, and, and others. Um, we have some that won't touch a startup. We have others that will. I mean, Ford Motor Credit does startups, Chrysler, Ally, you know. We, we can get startups finance. That's not a problem. A lot of times banks don't, don't want to, you know, they want you in business two years before they'll even talk to you. Um, but having said that, um, you know, we, it doesn't matter to us where you finance it. It's not, um, it's not like we profit off of financing. It's basically a, um, it, we provide the conduit and, and a service to our clients because, you know, we've already got those, those relationships. However, um, you know, we always also want our clients to get the best deal. So if they can go out and get their own financing and get a better rate or different terms, then we strongly encourage that. Um, you know, it's it. we want you to get the best deal you can, plain and simple. Now, there are some things that you want to, before you go down that, too far down that road of working with your, with your banker or, or credit union, some things you want to make sure that you take care of up front. Uh, so that you don't uh, go waste a, a lot of time or invest a lot of time and energy uh, only to find out later that uh, they don't com finance commercial vehicles. A lot of banks don't. Um, what you want to ask them is, you know, do you finance commercial vehicles and, you know, will you finance this van with a specialty upfit? A lot of times that ends the conversation right there because they want to, um, what they want to do is they want to evaluate Anytime you're buying a vehicle from a bank, the first thing they do is they go to a Kelly Blue Book or whatever, and they want to look up a value um, that the van has in, say, five years or over the term of the loan that you're asking for. You know, they want to make sure that, you know, this, this vehicle is something that, you know, they, they can establish a value. And the reason they do that is in case, God forbid, you know, they get it back. Um, so what they want to try to do is establish that value. Now they can look at um, a Ford transit van that's five years old and establish a value for that Ford transit van. However, there's no blue book for the grooming equipment and the conversion. So that sometimes will, um, will make them shy away because you know, half of the, half of the price of the loan is the conversion. So you want to find out if they, you know, will finance the, the the grooming conversion equipment that doesn't have that blue book value, like uh, like the van itself, the chassis does. So do you finance commercial vehicles, and then you know with specialty upfit. And then the other thing you want to ask them if there's a prepayment penalty on the loan, because a lot of our clients, 
pay them early or pay more every month, and you don't want to be penalized for that. So um, you want to make sure that they don't have a prepayment penalty um, to, to if you want to pay off the van early, and a lot of our clients do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to your point, you, you help them understand what that business model looks like and how they can get to that point. Because, I mean, there's nothing better than having that debt not being part of their uh, uh, daily thought process as well, right? So it's very right, free. exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, and 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 you know the, the the advantage of our lenders is they already know our business model. They already understand it. We've got a long track record with them, and they know that our clients pay their loans and pay them well because they go out and make good money. So to them, it's you know we're we're not the big risk that you might look like to your to your local banker, especially if you're a startup. Um, you know, our lenders already know. I mean, they've they've been here. They visit us. We go visit them. We bring a van to, you know, Ford Motor Commercial Credit Company down in uh, in Tennessee once a year and show them the latest model and and kind of you know brief their their uh, their lenders on or their their lending um, analysts on all that stuff. And then we have at you know at these different agencies or different lending companies or bankers, if you will, or lenders. We have dedicated people that look at our our um, our our request for financing. Uh, they just don't go flying in. They go to a specific person or two people that understand it and um, strictly look at our stuff. And they don't, you know, they don't. Ours only go to those people. So we have dedicated people at the different financial institutions that look at our deals. Uh, only they don't go to other people in that organization, and the reason for that is because you know the specialty nature, and you know we've trained them, and and they know what to look for, and and uh, you know what we're all about. So <clears throat> it's a it's a significant advantage that we have because of our relationship with the lenders. Right. Well, and because this is a special relationship and really a specialty purchase, right? In many cases. Uh, you know, we also, and, and let's just touch very briefly on specialty insurance then, because mm-hmm. do, the, do the lenders sure. require proof of insurance? I mean, is this, uh, how does this, oh, yeah. how does this sit with lenders? So if we have to have specialty lending for a special business, uh, what about specialty insurance? Yeah. Um, like all vehicle purchases, the vehicle has to be insured before it leaves. Um, that's just, the, that's true across the board. Um, because of the nature of our vehicles and the conversion equipment that's in them and the groomer's tools, uh, which, you know, is a, is a significant investment. All groomers know that, um, you want to make sure that you have all that covered. Excuse me. We have a couple of, uh, insurance companies that, you know, if I had to put a percentage on it, I'd say 95% or higher, um, they insure, um, our clients' vehicles, uh, pet business one, um, governor insurance is the other. Um, they have policies, um, and they're underwritten by major companies, Hartford and Cigna, or, um, um, anyway, big insurance companies that you've heard of. Um, and what they cover is they cover the van, of course, they cover the contents. All right. So all your tools, they cover the conversion, all the stuff that we do. Um, they also have uh, loss of income insurance in case excuse me, in case the van's in an accident. So you're not going to go, you know, while the van's being repaired, you're not starving to death. And then they also have a um, a million dollar um, umbrella liability policy in case, you know, the pet gets hurt or whatnot. So um, it's, it's a complete coverage. Now, 
most of the time, if you went to your local Allstate guy or State Farm lady or whatever, um, you know, they're not going to really understand what it is they're insuring where these these insurance companies know. I mean, they they specialize in pet services. They do salons and, and virtually every kind of, you know, pet stores and whatnot. But, um, you know, they, they do specialize in these vehicles. Now, having said that, um, you know, you, there's nothing that says you can't shop it. Get a quote from them and, and go see what State Farm can do or what Allstate can do. Generally, they're not going to come anywhere close simply because of the volume and the specialized nature that uh, that Pet Biz and, and uh, Governor offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, if they weren't doing it right, <laughs> they wouldn't be insuring 95% of our, our clients or more. Right. I mean, it's, it's rare that somebody comes with a policy that's uh, – you know, that's not, um, you know, from one of them. I mean, we get the Geico's and we get the all states. I mean, it's, it's, it happens, um, you know, but it's, it's, uh, it's something that you really want to, you really want to take into account going in because, you know, you don't want to come to the point where, you know, the van's in an accident and you find out, well, you know, the table's not covered, the tub, you know, the water tanks, you know, none of that's covered. Um, you know, then you got a mess on your hands. So you want to make sure that, uh, and, and to right, right. And, 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 and you know beyond even doing it right, and, and that's very important. Don't get me wrong, but it's sort of a no-brainer, right? So I mean, if 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 this plan's <laughs> already if this path's already been tread, why not go down that path? And why not? I would think <laughs> right. that it's a, I would think that it's a much faster, smoother, and and painless process uh, for the person contemplating buying a, a a mobile a mobile rig mobile unit. So. So, John, you know, uh, very informative. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I hope that all of you out there in the Hey Joe listener audience, uh, uh, if you've been teetering with the idea, and again, there's several career paths, right? You can go anywhere you want to go. You can, you, can, you can be in a salon. You can be in a multi-unit uh, retailer as part of their services team. You can be, again, you can decide that you're going you're gonna to Sherpa a table <laughs> uh, up, you know, in, in, into somebody's home and groom in the home. All of these things are viable options. And what a great industry we have that you have lots and lots of options to make. But should it be in the direction of mobile? John, what, what can anybody that's listening to Hey Joe listener audience out there, anybody listening to this podcast, what, is, what are their next steps? What would you recommend if they right. want to learn more? Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to cover all this stuff in a podcast. And, and I mean, as, as fantastic as, as these Hey Joe podcasts are, um, they generate more questions and we, you know, it's impossible for us to cover everything. So, um, basically, you know, you, you've got questions in your head, you want answers. Um, you just call wagon tails, um, or you can email John at wagontails.com or just call 800-513-0304 and, uh, pick our brains. You know, we don't, we don't do any kind of pressure tactics or anything like that. We we're happy to answer any questions you have. Um, you know, uh, basically the process, uh, once you want to get started, we have an online credit application on our homepage at wagontails.com. You fill that out and we get busy for you. There's no obligation at all. Um, you know, we can, we can put you through the approval process. It just takes a matter of, oh, you know, 24 hours once we submit it. And when we submit it, we'll, we'll show them the numbers, but we're also going to show you them you. So we will get a we'll get a bio on you. We will put together basically what it is is a sales presentation on you to the lender, to explain to them why they um, why they need to make this loan and why it's a it's a great credit risk and and why they'd be absolutely idiots if they didn't approve you. We don't do it that way, but you know what we do is we uh, we, we 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 basically sell it, and um, you know we're really good at it. We've had 
a lot of experience at it. And, um, you know, if you meet the basic lending criteria, there's no reason why you couldn't get approved. Um, down payments vary, you know, so, you know, we can talk about all that. Um, yeah, give, just give us a call or, uh, you know, if you want to get the process started, go to wagontails.com, fill out the uh, application. And as soon as we have your credit report, we'll ring your phone and we'll uh, we'll strategize and, and uh, see what we can do for you. But but anytime you have any questions about anything mobile grooming, uh, you know we've been at this for a long time and we, we've we've got a lot of knowledge and we'd love to share it. So uh, don't ever hesitate to give us a call at 800-513-0304. John, a wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> I am sure that I will be continuing to pick your brain on uh, the mobile grooming world in future podcasts. Thanks again for being a guest. I appreciate it. Yeah, happy to do it, Joe. Look forward to talking to you again. All right, take care. All right, bye-bye.